Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Employees don't come to work every day to dissatisfy uh, their customers. They come in trying to do as much as they can. Oftentimes, we forget the fact that there's a triumvirate here between customers, employees, and the enabling tools, systems, and processes that you give those employees to do their jobs. So tying those all together is really the omni-channel you're looking for as compared to just looking for a technology solution. Welcome to the Delighted Customers Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Slayton, and I'm so glad you're here. I empower leaders to turn indifferent customers into loyal fans. I talk to guests with a wide range of expertise who share meaningful insights and wisdom. We give you practical tips and proven frameworks and share ways to help you delight your customers. Well, on today's episode, we're going to continue our conversation with Valerie Peck. Last time we talked about loyalty programs, which is something we had never talked about, but it's it's definitely a part of customer experience and in particular, customer relationship management. Today, I'm really excited to talk about something that I'm not sure CX practitioners give a lot of thought to, but really should. And that is this idea of engaging with customers throughout their life cycle, right? And how can you, how can you build, design, deliver an exceptional or outstanding experience with them through their entire life cycle with you? And that's what we're going to hit on today. Valerie, it was so much fun last time. I'm so excited to have you back on the program. Well, I'm excited to be back. It's been was a very energizing conversation. Thank you. Yes, and um, and so I, I I so appreciate all your your wisdom that you bring and uh, the background. You last time you shared that you were with Peppers and Rogers and that you had done one to one marketing and uh, it, it explains and uh, you you built. Uh, Sweet CX, which is uh, one of the benchmark tools out there in terms of journey mapping management. And um, and it's so no wonder why you know so much about the topic. <laughs> Been doing it for a long time. <laughs> and yes. it, is it is a passion. It, it, it's so awesome. And, and so this idea of engaging customers throughout their life cycle Um you know, let's let me let me go ahead for those who for those of you who are um, or watching, you know, we're going to be sharing some images. But for those of you who are just listening, we'll, we'll talk to them and, and you won't need to worry. Maybe go back and watch if you want. But it's not really it, it's more to just guide our conversation. We've got some ideas. So, so let's talk about engagement and and what it means and um, how it how it interacts with the whole enterprise. Sure, sure. Well, engagement is the perfect word for it. Once you're engaged with a particular company, uh, your propensity to come back and have loyalty, your propensity to buy more are all much higher, right? And one of the things that happens in a lot of companies is that they start getting bifurcated by department. 
and bifurcated by channel because oftentimes nowadays uh there are entire departments that run your mobile or your digital or your call center and as you go through a life cycle uh customers touch you in a lot of different ways and so being engaging and consistent across all of that life cycle is a hallmark of a great organization hmm. and so really what we're talking about is that that s word siloed right yeah <laughs> there's a lot of those and not only are people siloed in departments they're siloed in between the employee experience and the customer experience right employees don't come to work every day to dissatisfy uh their customers they come right. in trying to do as much as they can oftentimes we forget the fact that there's a triumvirate here between customers employees and the enabling tool systems and processes that you give those employees to do their jobs so tying those all together is really the omni channel you're looking for as compared to just looking for a technology solution so so one of the you know one of the phrases that i heard about two and a half years ago when i worked at, at the bank still as a cx practitioner was we're so riddled with falling into the trap of using technology in search of a strategy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so many people are afraid of their customers, right? Mm -hmm. So they keep looking for that new thing. Is it a chat bot? Is it mobile? Is it AI? The new shiny object of AI is going to fix everything for us because we don't really want to engage with our customers. How many executives do you ever have that roll out with the customers and talk to them every day, right? In fact, even the employees don't do that. So, you know, technology should be an enabler. It should not be the answer. Okay. So that's gem number one. I'm just going to repeat yeah. what you just said, because that's it. <laughs> technology should be the enabler, right? It should be the enabler, not, um, not the result. Correct. Okay. And, and and even in a digital environment, you can look at all of these different technologies that we're looking at here. The goal is still acquiring more customers, retaining them for longer, and improving overall value while meeting their needs. Because if you're meeting their needs and you're engaging with them, all of these tools, again, are enabling customer engagement management. And there is no one tool out there that does it right? Insights are critical. Customer intelligence is the name of the game. So if you're using AI to understand the research you're doing to help get to the top two or three things when you're listening to their voices, and by the way, you should be listening to your employee voices just as hard as you're listening to your customer voices, because the frontline employees aggregate all this information no one ever asks them. So listening to voices across the customer journey this is another typical thing with cx teams they always look at the end a transactional view with net promoter or csat and then when you start seeing trends up or down you have no idea when they're happening so you have to start looking and listening across the customer's journey communications key at the right communication to the right people at the right time 
Emotions are critical. Now, this is essentially a new area where sentiment analysis is something that we've struggled with over the years, right? There's heat maps and all sorts of sentiment analysis. That's a great place for technology to take a huge amount of data and boil it up. And it all comes down to data, data and processes, right? So what you're doing on a repeatable level all the time uh, is critical because that's how you improve and drive uh, behavior. And having data and using the data so that you can then strategize is critical. And you didn't hear a lot of technology in there, did you? Technology is an underlying capability. So I you, loved, I'm a geek. I love technology and data. <laughs> so just just to point out, like you you have created this this solution, which I want to talk about now, but the whole time you're talking strategically about how oh, the whole thing works in an ecosystem and it needs to work together and we need to use data, but we also need to make sure we're capturing data from all these different sources to turn data into intelligence and that we, that's actionable, right? Exactly. Right. So l let me, let me do a 30 second paraphrase of what I think you've created in Sweet CX. And then, and then I want to talk. I want to ask you a, a question about number one. Am I right about this? Am I on target? Cause I may be way off, but also how does it fit together? How does what you created fit together with everything else? So, um, those of us who have done journey mapping for, for a long time know that it's, uh, and bef we started before COVID. Uh, we know that it was an in, typically an in-person, a very manual event, schlepping big rolls of butcher block paper, putting them up on walls, using post-it notes, capturing things like thoughts and feelings and what people are, what customers are thinking, and trying to look at the whole thing from the customer's lens. At the end of that, we got some some critical sort of group think about where are the inflection points for customers, where are the, the opportunities, where are the pain points, and then taking all that information and turning it into some prioritized recommendations that the business can and should do first and then second and third to improve the experience for the customers and perhaps also at the same time for the employees as well, uh, ultimately for the shareholders and everybody else. Um, and what you did was you took the pain, well, a couple of things. One, the pain for the CX professional had to do the schlepping and automated all that and put it together in one place. But more importantly, you turned it into kind of a hub, a digital hub that can plug all the other data points in together so you can have this sort of 360-degree view of things to make better decisions, not just once for that journey map, but on an ongoing basis. Is that close to accurate? You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and to add to that, it's collaborative. Right mm -hmm. now, you know, COVID made us be even more collaborative than we were, but it used to be that I'm sure you took, took pictures, right, of, of the thing on the wall, and then you attach it to an email and you send it around, right? Uh, yes, it yes. Can so that <laughs> it's collaborative, so that people around the world can use it, even off mm -hmm. hours. That has been a big leap forward as well. Because again, you pulled all this information into one spot and depending on who you are and what your use case is, think of it as a database. You're now querying this intelligence in different ways. And this example here allows you to say, well, in every aspect of a journey, there are things that either drive value or 
actually take value away. And that, that ties to the loyalty program that we talked about a minute ago as well. So each of the different areas in the profit or the service model of a service blueprint all can either add value or take value away. Mm. And those business drivers, again, are driven by customer engagement. Mm. So this is just an example here from a healthcare perspective. Uh, the other piece, again, customer intelligence comes in doing statistical segmentation. Doing a good statistical segmentation of an enhanced need set, meaning not only do you have your customer name, address, phone number, but you have their interests, you have their buying behavior, you have their tenure, that you have your net promoter score, and you can do really interesting things in B2B because you can do shrinking and growing studies. I find in about half of the clients that we do consulting work in B2B, they're getting raving net promoter scores, and yet they're shrinking the revenue that they're getting from that client. So looking at that dichotomy is really interesting. And that same thing goes on with retail. When retail starts selling product lines that don't align with what their current customer base is interested in, they still have people giving them great scores because it's out of habit, but they're buying less, right? So that's really interesting. And then the other piece of what segmentation helps you do, it helps you target whom and with what. So you can start looking at uh, a, a lot of people offshore some of their communications. They decide who to pay attention face-to-face -to, -face to uh, and, and looking at the data allows you to tier who you're looking at. And even though all customers are wonderful, they're not all equal. So the example down on the bottom there really shows you that. Lifetime value, customer lifetime value, uh, people use that interchangeably. There's a little bit of a difference and um, really understanding individual value scores, tying it to their needs and behaviors allows you to optimize your investments. Again, this is strategic. CX sadly has kind of trended of late to becoming a feedback tool as compared to be a strategic tool. And really, if you're doing a good job of understanding your customer intelligence and making strategic decisions around how you're going to develop new products and service and manage them, uh, you don't have to worry as much about the feedback score because you're designing it for success as compared to trying to find and fix at the end. Mm. Love that distinction. Yep. And then again, having your finger on the pulse of the customer. So um, I always use Cisco as an example here. They have been brilliant over their entire time in existence of being 18 months ahead of what customers are going to need in the future with their products and services. And their finger on that pulse has been their competitive advantage for the whole time that they've been in existence. And they do that through communities, through forums, live dashboards, right? So having a combination of, again, the data, which tells you what is happening, and then the communications and listening to voices of telling you why it's happening are, are two critical pieces, right? You just can't get it from one spot. And then again, having a closed loop program or a smart loop program is critical right? Especially when you have best customers. 
So having a closed loop of listening to the pulse, understanding what's working and what's not for what's working, using your customers as your product uh, development team is great. When it's not working, jumping in immediately and fixing the problem is really important. So just surveying someone doesn't close the loop. If you don't close the loop, then you're going to have a more disenfranchised customer than if you didn't survey at all. So that's something people forget about, right? They kind of get start chasing net promoter score and CSAT as compared to actually chasing the service. Yeah. So really, uh, broadly, what we're talking about here is, is engaging customers throughout their life cycle, continually listening, continually segmenting, understanding their particular, not, not just their buying habits or behaviors, but what they desire and, and connecting those two to deliver the most value for them. So you can have the biggest impact to your organization. Well said, absolutely. Yeah. It's a continuous improvement. I mean, Six Sigma, I always, I love working with Six Sigma folks. And I laughingly mm. say, if I could just give them an injection of emotion, they'd be perfect. <laughs> well, I love that you keep coming back to emotion and, and this all connects. So whatever you're designing, you have to think about the emotional impact it's going to have right on the customers. Yep. There's a Maslow's needs for customers as well as for B2B. Slightly different, but it absolutely is there. Because again, no one wakes up in the morning going to work and either wanting to do a bad job or going to work and not being successful. Everybody wants to be able to be engaged with the people that they're working with, both internal, the employees, and external, the, the customers. And they want to be able to, again, amass information so they, they can continuously do a better job with less effort so that they can occasionally have weekends. <laughs> Well, Valerie, this is terrific. It's been great. Unfortunately, we're going to have to land the plane. If you, we just talked about in the previous episode, loyalty programs. If you want to, please go back and listen to that one because that fits into our dialogue there, fits right into this whole customer lifecycle management um, with some nuances that you may not have thought about when it comes to loyalty programs. Valerie, if customers, if people listening in the audience would like to get a hold of you somehow, what's the best way for them to connect with you? You can either find me on LinkedIn, I'm there, or you can get me at valerie.pet at questionpro.com. Excellent. Valerie, thank you so much. This is so helpful for being on the show. It's been fun. Thanks. Okay, you got it. Thanks for listening to the Delighted Customers Podcast. I'd like to ask you a favor. If you have enjoyed this episode or any of my other ones, hit subscribe or follow. I've got a lot of other great guests that are coming up and a lot of other great content, and I don't want you to miss anything. You can find any links or references on the show in the show notes, and you can find those on my website at empoweredcx.com. America, we are endowed by our creator, with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. 
Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.